Blog Talk Radio. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know tonight you got faith. In your trial, in your test, in your hard times. Good evening. I'm Hezekiah Montgomery, host of The Man in the Mirror, and I'm truly excited tonight about our new guest. Our guest this evening is Miss Cosette Thomas. She's just not fascinating. She's a take-charge businesswoman. If you want to chime in, you can do so by pressing the number one on your phone. Um, our, our co-host, will be Michelle Johnson, will be chiming in um, a little later. She's a bit tied up right now, but we'll still have some fun until she comes in. And what I'm going to do now, since there's a one-on-one with me tonight and our guests and those who are signing in, and I want to welcome guest number 1894, who's in the chat room. Uh, we welcome you to the show. We want you just to have some fun. And if you have any questions, please place them in the chat room, and I will ask our guests tonight um, via um, the um, on-the-air show. And what we're going to do is start off with prayer before we start, because I remember I just talked with a pastor pastor earlier, and he reminded us about prayer. And he said, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power, no prayer, no power. So he, I guess God was using him to remind me that we have to continue in prayer. So with that ahead, I will start off with prayer. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we do appreciate you, Lord. We do love you. We do adore you, Lord, for everything you've done in our life so far, Lord. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for tonight's guest, Miss Cosette Thomas. We thank you, Lord, for those who are logging in, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done in our life so far. Bless those who are listening. Bless those who actually pick it up later on, Lord. Bless those who know you. Bless those who don't know you, Lord. Help us to have a good time tonight, Lord. Keep our families safe from any hurt, harm, or danger, Lord. We bless travel mercies for all those who are listening while they're driving or just listening some kind of special way, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the man in the mirror and for everything you've done. We're almost near. We're almost to a year of broadcasting, Lord, and we just thank you for that. And all these things we ask in Christ Jesus' name, amen. And, yes, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned, it's almost been a year. October coming up will be one year that the man in the mirror has been on, and I'm truly excited about that. And without um, further ado, what I'm going to do is just give you some information about our fabulous guest. But first, let me just welcome her. Ms. Cosette, we do welcome to our show. Welcome to the man in the mirror. Thank you for having me. Thank you, ma'am. And let me just read some brief information about this fabulous take-charge woman. Cosette Thomas is a take-charge businesswoman who expertly balances career, community, outreach, and two children. She has been in business for five years, providing a supplemental education service, partnering with a public charter school in the District of Columbia to provide before, after, and summer camp programming. She is a pioneer community activist for families with children with special needs. Hosting special needs support meetings for families. Cosette is also a champion overcomer of domestic violence and a neuromuscle disease, namely, if I get it right, myothenia gravis. She is a committed community advocate serving as a liaison to education and um, workforce development. Cosette is committed to serving her children, community, and school. Cosette is dual degreed holding a BBA, business management, and an MPA in public administration through thorough personal physical I'm sorry, thorough, personal, physically dilabating, dilabating illness, domestic violence, two children diagnosed with special needs, autism, and special learning disability, Cosette finds it not feet to finish what is purpose in her life to do. She is determined 
finisher and contributing author of Life Happens, But Can You Finish? During Cosette's personal time, she loves to cook, write, read, listen to music, and spend time with her children. And after reading all that and talking about this woman, it's like, okay, um, what is more to say about Miss Thomas? Because she's a dynamite woman because she's been through a lot. And we're going to dive into some of those things that she, you know, that um, got her to where she is now. And one thing I always do talk about, and um, which is our tag, real people, real stories, real overcomers. And I can see from just her story, and I just heard about her through um, Maria Wall. See Maria Wall, who, you know, a program we went to several weeks ago, and I met some fantastic women. So with, without further ado, I'm just going to bring Ms. Thomas on and let her give us some more information about her because, you know, she is the one that we're, you know, talking talking about and getting information on tonight before I even start asking my questions. Okay, again, welcome, Miss Cosette. Give us some more information about you and what what makes you a take charge businesswoman. Well, what makes me a take charge businesswoman is um, I've been in business for five years. I'll tell you a little bit about my beginnings that led me to going into business um, or what led me to go into business. I'll start there. I was teaching at the University of the District of Columbia in a well-fed-to-work program. The name of the program was the PATH program, Paving Access Trails for Higher Security. Um, And what we did uh, was... Uh, provide trainings to women and men who are receiving the welfare grants, along with providing trainings when they complete the training. They would, um, it was my job uh, to find employment side to the training um, after a six-week training and um, get them employment. Prior to that, we would do some life skills training. Um, but one of the main barriers to Securing employment was child care, the dirt of child care. And, um, you know, a lot of the women had children that were in school. School ends at 3, 3.30. What do you do at mm-hmm. that point? You know, you need you need some type of after school. You need some type of child care that is um, that's secure for your kids. So um, a co-worker colleague of mine decided to go into business and uh, provide that service. So we started with a a summer camp, and then um, from there we did a before and after school program, and then, you know, that's how it just ballooned into a year-round program service. But we wanted to provide um, service that uh, was excellent, that was affordable, so we provided um, a subsidies that, you know, so families could afford the service and, um, you know, that, 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 that would model the school day. So um, what the children learned during the school day, we would build upon that in a fun way during the after-school program. So um, that's how we, how I started in, in that business. And in seeing that, we saw the need for special needs. Uh, services, and then um, what what you shared in my story, my sons both have um, IEPs, individual educational plans, and they have uh, a diagnosed with with learning disabilities and an intellectual disability. So, um, but the five years, it came, it, you know, it came with, um, I've, I've learned a lot through those five years, and just having the opportunity to do uh, business um, with with rendering service for children has 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 built and and made me a um, a strong businesswoman. Okay, okay, excellent. Now my question is, let's just back up a little bit because as I was okay. reading and perusing through your bio, um, give us you know you mentioned um, and I remember how your story. So I want you to you know give that same story or synopsis of that same story of which before you even got to this point 
um, you, you know, you were and you went through domestic violence because mm-hmm. one thing people, people will say, well, yeah, she's good, but people don't know where you came from or people don't know mm-hmm. where you came from. We just didn't get here overnight. That's there right. had to be a little struggle. It's almost like a car trying to go up the hill with a little bit of gas. So, you Absolutely. you know, we trying to get you to the top of the hill. So before we get you to the top of the hill, I want you to tell our listening audience and for the future listening audience, give us that same scenario that you gave us about the domestic violence because a lot of people don't realize that life isn't always a bowl of, let's say, a bowl of cherries, you know, what do you do after you've been through so much? Do you give up? And I like the title of the book. Um, I like that life happens, but can mm-hmm. you finish? But you so, can finish. And I, but you can finish, right. So give us a little information, background, on, you know, about the domestic violence that you went through. So our listening audience can say that you are a real person and you've been through some real struggles. Right, right, right. So... Um, while I was in college, I met this wonderful man who I thought I would spend the rest of my life with, um, and we had, um, decided to have children together, and we did, um, and so once we had our children together, um, we still were both continuing our degrees, but as I came closer to finishing uh, the degrees, uh, I, I had the children, and then we, we yeah, I experienced uh, a great deal of domestic violence um, as I came closer to completing my master's. Um, I would say, well, my, with having my first child, let me just go there, having my first child, um, he was born and he had a lesion on the right side of his brain, and so he was having seizures. So he was, so he we had that issue there. And then um, I was uh, had another child, and um, shortly after having him, I was diagnosed with a neuromuscular disease, and the name of that disease is myasthenia gravis. So um, after that happened. Um, I'm still in school. I have a child who's having seizures um, and then pregnant with another child. Um, And so once I had my second child, now I have two children. I'm in school. I'm working. So my attention is not as much of my relationship. So so the dad, he really uh, became very, very violent. Um, Violent, I can give you an example um, to the point where um, we had a situation where we were in the Target parking lot. He came out of Target. He was upset over a situation that happened uh, with the cashier. We all get in the car, um, and so he's telling me about the situation, and he transfers that anger to me, punches me right in my face, and my face slaps the side of the uh, passenger window. And I'm Stunned and I'm confused and I'm hurt and I still got papers due and you know so I I'm, I'm having so many emotions at the time and not I'm really understanding where all this anger and frustration is coming from and, and I really believe it stems from the kids having you know we having situations with our kids I'm having some physical issues. Um, and, you know, he's not really getting, you know, the attention he needs or, or whatever the case is. Um, and so we we had several, several, several situations of that. And mind you, I'm still teaching, you know, this class, these life skill classes, and one of them is on domestic violence. So I'm teaching, you know, that this is, you know, this is not appropriate for you. But at night I go home and I'm having the same, I'm dealing with the same issue. Um, so, yeah, I, I dealt with domestic violence and we did the back and forth for a bit. And then there was one particular situation where um, we, my, we were having, um, this, my children's dad and I were having a, an exchange. 
And my three-year-old said, Dad hit Mom. I said, wow. <laughs> okay. Now I'm, I'm I'm at the point where I'm raising a male that thinks it's okay to hit a woman when you're having an exchange, a verbal exchange with her. I can't do that. First of all, you know, mm-hmm. I need to be here for my kids. Second of all, because, you know, I can lose my life in this situation. Second of all, I, I can't continue. I don't want to pass that torch on to my kids. You know, I don't want to raise a male that thinks it's okay because this is what he sees in his home. So, yeah, I dealt with a lot of a lot of things, a lot of barriers as I was trying to matriculate and, and, and complete my degree and complete the goals that I had before me. Um, but I do want your audience to know that no matter what comes against you, no matter what happens in life, you know, you may have to make detours and changes. You know, it's not going to go the way you set out for it to go. But, you know, with much prayer, with, you know, good support network, because it was my support network that had to say, hey, Cosette, you know, you're not in a good, healthy place. Because I was telling people, and but in my head, I thought, about, we could kind of, we could fix this. We could fix this. But um, having my support network, and I call that my finisher's formula, you know, having my support network resources um, to help me get through it, and prayer, definitely prayer, um, help me to, to move beyond those things and still complete my goals. Amen. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. I know Maria's going to get on me, but <laughs> I know how she is, but I'm going to say it now. Um, okay. Because most people, when we get married, and things come up that out of left field. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't, you know, he, maybe he wasn't expecting to have a child that was special needs. And mm-hmm. like you said, he may have, you know, felt that he wasn't getting the attention that he um, that he wanted from you. But he didn't realize that when you get married, you don't know what what type of children, what kind of children you're going to have. And with you in school and then dealing with a, you know, a special needs child, and special needs children need more work than a regular regular child needs a little work, we also know that you have to deal with special needs children differently, and they take a little Mm -hmm. more work. So basically, he basically, to me, was saying, hey, look, I didn't sign up for this. He was getting angry, and I'm not saying it was right, but I'm just saying that we don't know what's going to come. And then, you know, and then on the other hand, he has seen some abuse when he was growing up because a person isn't just born saying, I'm going to abuse somebody, I'm going to hurt somebody, I'm going to kill somebody. You know, so what I'm what I'm thinking is like he's seen somewhere in, in his growing up or somewhere in his life, he's seen someone being abused. And just like you said, and I'm writing this, i got to write this stuff down because I'm not going to, you know, um, you said that when you seen when your three year old seen and said that daddy hit mommy, then uh-huh. that's when the light bulb went off in your head and say, "Hey, this isn't right." Yep, that was that was definitely this isn't right because I I I have to change this because again we're gonna have a generational curse that's of a young man that seen someone being abused and then grew up and then now he's the abuser. And then now his boys are saying someone being abused, and then it could be a generational curse, an ongoing cycle. I'm not saying that it was right, but people have to realize when you get married, you don't know what. Once you get married, you don't know what you're going to get out of this relationship, and which how the children are going to come, and what's going to happen. And that's the beauty of marriage, if you think about it. And then you also said, uh, you know, you got yourself together and you found a good support network because yes. that is important. I mean, trying to do it by yourself is not going to work. It'll work, but it, it has no power. But just like you said, you found someone, a good support network that will actually help you and guide you and support you and pray for you because, you know, like I said, we need prayer throughout everything we're going through. 
That's that's correct. That's correct. And I also went to counseling. So I mean, I had a variety of people um, that 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 I was accountable to, and some of those people were people I worked with. So, and the, being that I worked at the university that I attended, um, some of them were professors. So it's you know you know holding me accountable to my work and keeping my goal in front of me. Um, and then those who knew me personally, you know, would check in with me and say, well, you know, you don't look so great today. What's going on? And and that actually didn't share the details. The people that know you and you keep people who love you close to you um, will call you out on on different things. And so they were able to say, you know, you, you are you sure you're okay? And, you know, have a lot of conversation and speak into my life, even though, at the moment, they did not know um, what I was going through, but because I, I still stay I stay connected to people, um, they would they would be able they were able to speak into my life. Um, yeah, Excellent. so that was definitely essential. Definitely essential. So, and I like to you know bring word while we're talking. Out of the, out of the mouth comes the issues of life, but it also says life and death. Um, life and death. Out of tongue comes life and death. So we, we mm-hmm. have to speak life, continue to speak life into people, regardless of what they're going through, because sooner or later, sooner or later, it will happen. And Maria did have a few questions or, you know, a few comments. And um, she said, what do you suggest for people who have absolutely no network where they start? Where do they start? You can start with counseling because you can trust a counselor, um, and you need somebody, a third party that um, that you can that you can trust. So I would start with counseling because you know sometimes people in your network they don't understand domestic violence if it has not been their walk or someone you know that they know of their the walk that's close to someone that they know of. You know, a lot of people don't understand. They just want to say, you know, maybe run or some would just say, well, you know, actually he's taking care of all your bills, so you might want to think twice and duck and dive <laughs> and fight back. So you would want to start with a counselor if you don't have a network. Um, and you can, you know, do that through your insurance. You can, if you're, you're a student, you can do that. Um, your school counselor can be of assistance right. and you can receive free right. counseling. So that would be my advice. All right. And she did get on me, like I said. She said, no excuse to raise hands against anyone. And, yes, Maria, you are 100% correct. I'm not even going to argue with you. Um, and another point she made, at some point we make a choice to do right or wrong. So what she's saying is that at some point in our life we make that choice. We make a conscious decision. That's what I tell people. Now, you consciously made that decision. So we can't blame, you know, we always try to blame people, especially when we get, you know, when we know we're in the wrong, but we still do it. But you consciously um, made that um, decision. And another comment she made is, our past circumstances are no excuse to our current choices because many will blame their past for their poor current actions. And what do you think about that? Well, let me just say this about um, just having it, the the first thing that she said, um, the impact of my, I realized the impact of my choices. So when I, it was definitely okay. a, con- a conscious choice. And the impact is I, you know, I impacted three generations immediately when I had my children. I had my children, myself, and my my mother because she supported me. And so even in leaving, it still impacted my children, myself, and my, my family because they had to chip in more. And so being conscious of that. And um, so that helped me to 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 move past that. Now, restate the last thing you said. Well, she was saying not your choices. She was talking about his choices, the choices he made. And that's what I was saying. You know, he, you know, he had a choice, but she was talking about the choices that he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he definitely had a choice. And, um 
I think, you know, I've heard uh, Mr. Jake say you have to be careful with the choices that you make because um, especially making long-term choices or choosing long-term um, a long-term choice, um, it can have a, 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 a impact well beyond what you think. So he, he had a quick reaction to a situation, and he, he might have been feeling insecure to do that, but right. now he's not in his children's life for the long term at the, at the level he, you know, in, where we would be in a household together. Exactly. Yeah. And basically, um, and I like my roommate, she, she's, my best, she's my best buddy on the air. Um, basically, he did not learn how to love himself because he had issues. And my mm-hmm. pastor always taught me, out of, out of the heart comes the issues of life. It may not come now. It may not come later. But sooner or later, those issues will show up. Things that we never dealt, things that he never dealt with in his life. And mm-hmm. they pop up before you even know it. They are there in your life. And it, it may be detrimental or it may be good. But again, mm-hmm. those issues were always there. But you made a decision, you made a conscious decision that look, I can't bring this into these two young men that I have because it's going to be detrimental to their health and it's going to be detrimental to their future. Um, and you are listening live now with a man on the mirror with your host, Hezekiah uh, Montgomery. Um, we are now live with Miss Cosette Thomas as a take charge businesswoman, and we're learning a lot about her life and a lot about what she has to contribute. Um, we have a few more minutes before we take a break. I'm going to read some more information, and like a, um, this, and this is another thing, same thing I said. Or um, loving Maria Wall again says, loving yourself enough to pack up and move on. This was for you, and even if it was a challenge to do so, which you actually did. And she also said, and loving your children enough to go. So you had a choice, as we, you know, as we mentioned. We have mm-hmm. to, is it better for, is it conducive for, is it more conducive for me to stay in this relationship or is it more conducive for me to move on? And you chose the latter because of your children. Because that's what a, a that's like a mother lion. A mother lion knows when it's time to go. <laughs> You know, you know, she needs to take her cubs and move out so them cubs will be able to survive. Right, right. And, and, and to be... Go, uh, go ahead. But to be quite honest, that was a struggle, and that's why as long as I did, because I went back and forth, is because, you know, you want to, you want to, you, your ideal situation is that your mom and dad is in the home and you're raising the kids together. And especially, you know, when you have special concerns with your children, especially they have special needs and disabilities, you want to create that safe hub, that safe home. This is this is their, their sanctuary. This is their space where they get to be. You want to create that, and ideally you want the mom and dad there. And you're hoping as adults that you could, you know, work through issues. And, you know, what do you call a workable issue? What do you call a non-negotiable? Um, right. I struggled so hard with staying and leaving, um, but I knew that my life, I needed to be here for my kids. Secondly, I needed to raise children that had uh, good, strong values and um, and be healthy. And have healthy lives, and 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 know what it is to have a healthy home life, and know that they can still have a healthy home life, and not have a mom and dad in a, in the house together. We could have a different type of family, and it still can Correct. be, you know, a great family in that respect. So yeah, that was a struggle, and I did choose the latter um, because of those reasons. God, and I understand that, and God has supported you with that decision because we, Amen. you know, God does. God doesn't want us to be stupid because you could you could have end up dead, or something That's really correct. traumatic could have happened to the children. 
then, you know, God will look at you, and sometimes we say, well, he will look at you, okay, here's an out, This may he may not like it, but you had to be a survivor. You That's had correct. to survive, and that was the number one. You are listening live again with the Man in Mirror with host Hezekiah uh, Montgomery, um, and we're about to take a, a quick break before we come back on with more questions. I, I have another comment from Steve Maria Wall, but I'll hold off on that one. Um, we, um, if you would like to listen in, you can call in and sign in. Press the number one on your telephone and be able to ask the um, our special guest, Cosette Thomas, the Take Charge Businesswoman. I like that. T-C-B, Take Charge Businesswoman. And she mm-hmm. will definitely be able to answer any of your questions. Um, we're going to have a few, before we go on break, a few notes from our supporters, Music Instruction for All Learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors, and please visit us on our new and improved website at org. Thank you. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and challenge and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Send out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project, and their website is curvyboss.com. We will tune in within the next few minutes, and this song is for you. Miss um, Miss Cosette Thomas is called I Will Live. This song, it's a little praise and worship song my brother wrote, and uh, I want to teach it to you. We all going to sing it together. Amen? All right. It goes like this. One, two, three, say. I will live. Come on. I will live. Come on. Say it. 
We are back live with The Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and our co-host has joined us for the rest of the show. Michelle, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Hezekiah. Glad to be able to tune in. Excellent. Uh, we, we went a lot was going on, but you were truly missed. Um, we are back, and I wanted to um, just um, see Maria Wall was signing in and talking and chatting in the chat room, but she had a question that I think I went, or she wanted to make a statement about what Miss Cosette was going through, you know, during her domestic violence. And um, she was just talking about, you know, people joining in to help and understanding so she can actually finish her degree. And if I'm correct and if I'm wrong, Miss um, Wall, you can also chime in or make sure I got it right. She said, since I study law and DV was part, um, the domestic violence was part of my curriculum, my school had to be informed so they work with me while I was going through my situation. So it seems like... Um, Cosette, you and her were actually going through almost the same thing because you were teaching about it, talking about it, and then mm-hmm. you had to almost, you know, inform people, hey, look, I may be teaching and talking about it, but I'm going through it. That That's correct. That's correct. And um, so I became a real-life case study. <laughs> so, you know, as as I was receiving counseling, then at that point, um, I did share. Um, I didn't share early on, but, you know, at the point that I was receiving counseling and I was out of the situation, totally removed the, out of the situation, at that point I did share as a live live testimony. And so then, Excellent. you know, my, my students have a point of reference. So, yep, that's correct. Excellent. And I'm actually, okay, yeah, Maria Wall, she's chiming in again. She said, we have to humble ourselves and ask for help. We became we become part of the same statistics we helped. So basically, some people, and I understand, some people will, don't want to be part of that statistic. Some people don't want to say, hey, I'm part of this or I've been through. But you yeah. got to realize that you you have to humble yourself. I don't think it's just humbling yourself. You just have to speak out because it's hard. And I can see you two going through, and then you're supposed to be teaching and studying and stuff like that. But you're basically your as you say your own case study. That you're has to be hard because you're supposed to be supporting other people who's there to support you. And that that's correct. And so it is humbling. It is um, it's unnerving because you're supposed to be the expert, right? And so how does the expert have a struggle and help me too? So, you know, why I have a Band-Aid and, and I'm bleeding a little bit, but I have, I have a nurse helping me with my wound. Can I help you with yours too? Can I share with you how I got my Band-Aid? Can I share with you how I was okay with the nurse looking at it or the counselor that, you know, Diving in, having talk therapy with me and talking me through um, my decision making and making sure that I'm safe and okay. Can I share that? And so for a lot of people, a lot of people were receptive to it. Now I had some students who said, "Well, who do you think you are? You know, you know, you know better than me." And they did not receive it. But as you wow. know, as someone who contributes to your community and you're willing to, you know, stand up and say, hey, you know, this is the positive direction we all need to move in. No, I'm not perfect. Yes, I made some decisions that were not good, and that's why I can tell you, don't do that. Or don't stay so long. Or go get help. I can tell you that because I stayed longer than I should. I stayed so much longer, so so long that my three-year-old did mommy. You know, that hit mommy. So don't do that. You know, I could I could save you some time, I could save you some hurt and I could save you some some, some costs that you don't have to endure if you're willing to listen. So you you have to be, you know, um, strong enough to handle the criticism and those who are open to see from you and and I believe with God, um, 
you know, those people will be right in the audience that need to hear your message so that he can he can help you to the next the next stage, the next phase. The Bible says that some water, um, some plants, some water, but God gives the increase. I don't know if I'm a planter and first time you heard I don't know if I'm a water and you've heard it before, but I certainly know that after it's been planted, after it's been watered, God will give the increase at that due, in due season at that due time. And I believe that you have planted some seeds, and I know Michelle will agree, because when you talk to people, when people hear these episodes, these are seeds that are being planted. They cannot say, well, I never heard or I never heard about it. But these are seeds being planted because you're not the first nor the last. Um, and hanging around Maria Wall, see Maria Wall, I find out that it's a lot of it statistically going on. And okay. people have to realize when is enough is enough. And I always tell people, when I wrote this in my book, it says when you, when you get sick and tired of being uh-huh. sick and tired, Okay. That's when you make a decision Because you're not going to make a decision um, The earth could open up and swallow you in But if you ain't mm-hmm. sick and tired of being sick and tired You're not going to make that decision Your mother can't make it for you Your father can't make it for you Your kids can't make it for you But when things are happening in our life And when we finally get to that point Where we're saying I am just I can't do this anymore And as um, my lovely mentor said earlier we have to be at the point where I love me more than I love you, so I'm going to yeah. make the changes. Yeah. That's, that's Any comments, Michelle? Well, first of all, I just wanted to say, um, Cosette, just glad to be able to listen to um, some of your testimony again. I, it really was um, very touching, your testimony, when I got to hear you speak at Maria's event. Um, but I wanted to ask a couple of questions in, in reference to um, the situation where you were teaching or mentoring, yet going through the same uh, situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to find out, you know, how, I guess, in what way did it affect your, uh, you know, the daily job of, of mentoring these women Positively, you know, I I heard that you know some women didn't receive it, what you were just saying a minute ago. But how much did it affect uh, what you were doing? And then also, um, you know, some women, like you were saying, they stay too long. But is it really ever any situation? Because I think some women have this in mind that that there is uh, a situation where they could come out of it or their spouse could stop doing what they're doing, but what do you say about that? Um, I say with uh with with counseling for the whole family and it depends on how bad it it, it, it gets. I mean some people get into situations where there's a gun involved and that's that's really bad. And that family would have to make that decision and I think that um but they need third party. You have to have a counselor. I don't. I really don't think with certain behaviors. I really think you need absolutely professional help and professional guidance that process. Because in and of ourselves, you're already in the situation, and you're going back and forth, and you're trying to counsel the judge. You know, I'm sorry that me. And, you know, I'm going to do it again. I'm crying, you know, and, and he's crying. And then, um, the, uh, you know, the, the woman is like, okay, well, yeah, you said you're sorry and you promised me that you won't do it again. Try it again. And you go back and forth. Next thing you know, that happens for years. You keep repeating the same thing. And that's not working. It's not healthy. And then you're, you're exposing yourself and your children to this environment that is, you know, can really cause, Great detriment. So I would say seek counseling. Um, things can be repaired at a certain point, but again, that's counseling and that's a prayer thing. That's a, a counseling and prayer thing um, when you're determining what can be repaired. Okay. And 
reference to how how much um, the situation actually happening to you uh, affected your mentoring of the women? Like, what what directions did that go in other than, you know, what you mentioned earlier? Okay, so a lot of them were empowered. Most of them were. Um, we were very empowered. A lot of them were able to leave their situations and we were able to create um, escapes um, because in D.C. there's the House of Ruth. There's a lot of places that you can go to um, to seek respite when you need to run away immediately. And so we were able to find resources, and then they were able to, in addition to those resources, so now you're in a new safe household, and you, you know, they were still taking classes, and then from taking those classes, they were able to secure employment to move on from that household. A lot of them moved on to the better, and, and they, were, they were better because I shared the experience and because we were able to create a circle of support. So just not just not just me, you know, having the classes and we're talking about it and we're going to domestic violence training, um, but it was all those things. And they're connected to their purpose. So now you've got something else to kind of shift your mind to. You're not just focused on what happened to me. And now you also have new people to communicate with. So a lot of them did move on and secure higher education. Most of them secured employment and was able to move past that situation. So it did did work to the benefit of me sharing and mentoring and, and being transparent. I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did, and I I just wanted to say, you know, I thank God for people like yourself, and I definitely am one that thinks that, uh, believes that, you know, in order for you to have a testimony that people can benefit from, you need to have a test. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, so I I think that that definitely, um, you know, was for the good of, other people, you know, every situation we go through is not always, you know, for all of our, it's for our good in the end, but, you know, we we affect other people, and I think that's definitely what we done. Amen. Um, and uh, see Maria Wall again chimed in. She said, you know, when we say when when I said when we're getting sick and tired of being sick and tired, she said a better way to say is that when God gets sick and tired of us mm-hmm. not listening, things mm-hmm. will change, even mm-hmm. if we do not want to or not ready for them to change. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And she also mentioned, and remember, people can be reformed, but they are still who they are. It is the prayer and counseling that helps keep them from reverting back to their old ways. So, yes, we do have to remember that God loves everyone. The rain uh-huh. through the, you know, the, the uh, his his love uh, rains on the just and the unjust. So Amen. basically what she's saying is even though that person can be reformed and changed, it's not good for us to be with them at that moment. They just need constant prayer, you know, constant prayer. But they will change their ways, and they won't live the rest of their life um, mm-hmm. the way they were doing it. Because, you know, if he's like this with everyone that he comes across, he will never, you know, enjoy the rest of his life. And we as mm-hmm. men got to remember, we're not getting any younger. We're getting older. And mm-hmm. we got to remember that, you know, I always try to tell every every dog has their day. I don't like to say it. <laughs> But every dog has your day. There may be a coming situation where I'm down now or you knock me down now, but one day your day will come as well. Amen. Amen. I, I agree with that. And we like we, we do evolve, you know. And, you know, you're right. There are things that happen. Sometimes because the event happened, the person has separated themselves from you. It causes you to fall on your knees and say, dear God, where am I in all of this? And I, I, right. I need, and, and I believe that that's the place where God can really move you into that new new direction that you need to go into and evolve into the person that he created you to be. So, um, yeah, we do change. We do evolve, and definitely with God's help, um, we can become better. We can become better. 
Excellent. Um, any more comments, Nichelle? Um, we we are down to under seven minutes. Um, you're listening live with the Man in the Mirror with your host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Nichelle Johnson um, with our special guest Cosette Thomas, Miss Cosette Thomas, the Take Charge businesswoman, and she has taken charge of her life. And as we're winding down, Miss Thomas, before Nichelle comes back, give us your information how our listening audience can contact you. Well, I'm on Facebook, and you can reach me. Um, Cosette Thomas is my handle on Facebook, and that's C-O-Z, the zebra, E-T-T-E, last name Thomas. You can also reach me by email, Thomas at yahoo.com. And then um, you are a contributing author of Life Happens. Give them a little, you know, brief information about that. Life Happens. But you can finish. Yes, yeah, so I'm a contributing author of Life Happens, but you can finish The Trials, Triumphs, and Truths of 12 Amazing Finishers. This book was compiled and written by Francis Tony Draper and Pamela Love. Um, And what we did uh, with this work is uh, we shared our stories. So 12 12 women shared their stories, and we all had titles. My title is The Determined Finisher. So as you can see, it takes great determination to overcome uh, the many battles that I had, uh, had been faced with. But through that, through the, through the determination, with the determination, with the support of my family, definitely with the love and support of God, um, I was able to complete my goals in being a uh, business owner now for five years and um, see my children, they're in, they're in, uh, in school doing well and, um, you know, be all that God has purposed me to do this. You know, I do trainings and um, I speak, motivational speaking. So uh, God has truly, truly blessed me, designed programs for different schools, um, a variety of, of of things. So, um, But going back to the book, Life Happens, but you can finish. Uh, you can get that on Amazon. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at Cosette Thomas. And I can uh, make sure that you get the book. You want to get the book because you need to know what your formula to finish in it. Now, some people, you know, need support network. Some people need resources. And you have to identify what those needs are in order for you to complete the specific goals that you have. And so this is a great tool to to learn stories of women who overcame Several several types of barriers, um, but secured their goals. Um, some uh, some of the finishers they said life life started for them after fifty, and they still were able to complete their goals. Um, and so the book has the stories of the women. It has a poetry piece of each woman's story um, in it, and it also has a a finisher's almost workbook piece to help you work through what it is that you need in order to finish your goals, Um, and we're a part of what's called the finisher's network, so um, if you reach out to me, I can give you more information about that. We have a conference coming up in October. And if you reach out to me, I can give you all of the details for the conference as well. Excellent. We do appreciate you and all that information. Um, Michelle, we got about two minutes. You have a few seconds if you want to um, add anything else. Just want to say thank you so much to Cosette for, once again, sharing her story. Uh, I'm sure, you know, our listening audience, has definitely been able to be blessed by it, and um, we just thank you for everything that you do. That is good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excellent. I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening in this evening. This is a good show because we had a fantastic lady, our Take Charge businesswoman, Miss Cosette Thomas. 
Um, thank you guys so much for your support. Go to my website, www.hezekiahmontgomery.com, and please sign my guest book. We are still doing the fundraiser for Rediscovering Kaiba Play. Check out my website. Go to hit the GoFundMe, and it will take you to the um, back backing page. Please support the play. We're still working on it so we can get our goal and get it done in Jesus' name. The goal is to raise approximately $5,000. we are we are getting there. And, again, please sign and support the cause. Now, um, I had a chance, and I'm going to close out on this. I had a chance to go see um, the War Room, War Room. So I'm going to close out with the trailer, listen to the trailer from the War Room. If you guys need prayer, this this is a fantastic movie, phenomenal movie about what prayer is all about. So listen to this, and I hope you go see the movie. It's been out since the 28th of this month. This is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the mirror. been a good enough father. I want to be a good enough father. Let's go, let's go! Don't quit! Don't quit! You are good, and you are mighty, and you are merciful. Praise you, Jesus. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and Raise them up.